0: of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today, number one best-selling author and host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. If you've not checked it out, it's on all things mental health and relationships, and uh, quite a lot of stuff going on on this podcast. You should check it out. It's a lot of fun and it's one of our more popular things we're doing around Ramsey Networks these days, so be sure you do. Phone number here, 888 825 Leon is in Philadelphia. Hi, Leon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. Hi, John. How are you all doing?
0: Better than we deserve. What's up?
1: Hey, I was calling today to see if uh, we should allow finances to stop my wedding plans.
2: That's a broad question. Can you tell us more? It is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my fiance and I have been together for a long time. Um, she's desired to get married uh, more than I have, or more more time than I have. Um, it took our return to faith and our my fiance's bravery during the pandemic to really open my eyes to marriage. Um, <clears throat> our opinions diverge in one area, um, and and that's our approach to marriage. I'm more pragmatic with my approach and she's more idealistic. Um, in preparation to in preparation to get married, I did some math and uh, realized that in getting married, um, some of our expenses will increase significantly, in particular, um, our health coverage. Um, my fiancé uh, qualifies for no-cost medical insurance right now um, through the state, and um, in the event that we do get married, or when we do get married, um, that that expense will increase significantly. Uh, it'll go from about um, 104 dollars a month to about 510 dollars a month. Uh, my employer funded uh, health insurance um, to add a spouse, it it, it jumps significantly. So, what's your
0: What's your household income?
1: Um, we're at about 62 thousand dollars a year
0: you're not honestly honestly asking us if your wife is your wife if her becoming your wife's worth forty eight hundred dollars a year
1: well it's it's a little more than that um, yeah it
0: might be forty eight hundred and fourteen dollars come on super nerd
2: really
1: <laughs> well the, the deductibles will also double um, you're killing me 8, <laughs> listen uh, hey
2: here's the deal no you should not get married you should not no absolutely not if okay. you're gonna nickel and dime your relationship with this woman that has has suggested she wants to spend the rest of her life with you, even the way you said, I came around to marriage because I saw she was brave and um something else. Like, I want the hounds of hell holding you back from wanting to be with this person forever. And right. forty eight hundred dollars, dude. I've seen guys way make way like making stupid financial moves because they were so head over heels. They were going to marry somebody that I had to say, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. $4,800 sounds like you are looking for a mathematical reason to not do this is what it sounds like.
1: Um, it isn't. So we have a child together Okay, and, um, we kind of went, went about our, our family a little bit backwards. Um, so we purchased a house. We have a family together and it, it really is our plan to be a single, single income household. Um, with with me working and and she's staying home and helping to raise our son with me um so it's it's not just the i I know that if we pursued um plans in a more traditional way leon uh,
0: how, how old are you 40 are your mom and dad still married no nasty divorce
1: no um i was young
0: hurt you though
1: um yeah, yeah, it definitely did. And um I do think it had an impact on my view of marriage. I do too. Um in terms of, you know, what and it So you're you're looking
0: for a way to intellectualize a spiritual and emotional decision. Yes. And um your your the be- John's point is the best thing you can do and it will actually cause the math to work out. There's an odd, odd piece of uh, Irony here, but the best thing you can do is go all in. It's time to get off the ladder. Time to stop painting. Painter, get off the ladder. It's time to do it, dude. You have a baby. You own a house. In every form, you're married, except in your emotions, where you have finally let go of that last little piece of control and that last little hurt little boy named Leon from his mom and dad's thing. And it, it scared him and it hurt him. And that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't even make you weak. It just makes you a human. And it's time to let go of all that and marry this woman and enjoy her and enjoy life together and enjoy a wonderful future and lean into the emotional, relational, spiritual part of that. And then there is actual data that's called the marriage advantage uh, that shows statistically that married couples end up with a higher probability of wealth and net worth and a higher net worth than singles, particularly singles shacked up. And uh, so the data is actually there. To, the research is actually there to back this up. That's right.
2: And it goes back to uh, you and I were having a conversation earlier um, on another show about um, Sharon's work at home allowed. I mean, whether it's somebody contributing directly cash into the account or whether okay. somebody's creating a platform for uh, somebody else to, to repel off the side into. Um, man. It, it it works out that way, it just does.
0: Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna prosper more than the supposed loss that you have identified. Yeah, and mathematically, that's going to end up being true. Um, I can't I can't it, it's it's um, difficult to put actual fa- uh, actual examples in place today, but I do know that the research says that, and I do know that my 30 plus years of doing this, helping people with money shows that a fully committed couple in a marriage that have shared goals and vision and are both working towards the same thing. And, um, one of them's neither one of them are dead weight. They both are, are, are contributors to the discussion, Mm -hmm. contributors to the dream that there's just a trim. You know, the career is better. The health is better. The, um, obesity is lower. Mm -hmm. The uh, blood pressure is lower. The e- everything and all that, all of that, by the way, ends up affecting your dollars and cents too. Absolutely. So there's a whole thing there, and then of course, this idea that that you know, two horses pulling together in tandem, one plus one equals more than two, and we all know that's called synergy. Yeah,
2: that's right. Um, and if you notice, if you listen back to the call, Dave, I, I, it's an old counselor trick, but. When somebody comes and asks, like, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if I should do this. I should do this. If you'll just say, well, go ahead and break up. Sometimes they'll exhale. And sometimes they'll come back and be like, I'm not breaking up. And there's your answer, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a push. It's it's just an old. Well, then you're not ready to get married. And if the first impulse is, yes, I am, then there Now you've intellectualized it. You need to get on that track. And if it's, you're right, I don't need to get married, then you've answered your own question.
0: Yeah. But you also have, by asking these questions, Leon, you've identified some things you all have the opportunity to work on some healing in. Absolutely. that'll, uh, That'll release a lot of positive stuff in your relationships and in your money. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Stephanie is with us in Virginia. Hi, Stephanie. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. How can I help?
3: So my father-in-law, um, he's in his, uh, he's like 77, 78. Um, he was Worried. They have a uh, his father's house up in the mountains um, where we are, and he was nervous about trying to keep it in the family. So instead of doing what you say, you know, you do put it put it in a trust trust and do it that way, or um, even in a will. He decided to quit claim it to my husband, which is fine. But then he put my seven year old on the D two. So, I don't know anything about repercussions for my seven year old or how to even get him off it since he is now on it. Um, And we do have family members in there renting it too. So, this has just kind of made a big mess while we're trying, because we're still in baby step two, while we're trying to do all of this.
0: Well, it doesn't affect you because you're not having to write any checks regarding it, right?
3: No, no, it was it was paid off. It was owned between him and his sisters, yeah. and all of his sisters gave him their rights to it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just more worried about my seven-year-old.
0: No, you're not. You're just pissed at your father-in-law because he throws his weight around.
3: Uh, he. I'm it's completely inappropriate. Well, I'm what really-
0: he did was completely inappropriate.
3: Yeah, because you don't what do did, that. What, you don't do thought, that to
0: somebody's kid without talking to the people and getting approval. This guy just thinks no, he can do what, whatever he wants to do.
3: What we thought he was going to do was just put my husband on it, which we agreed to. And then all of a sudden, he put my son on it too, yeah. and we had no
0: idea. Yeah. It's completely inappropriate. I mean, yeah. anybody call the old man and go, You're not supposed to do this crap?
3: we told him that this was a shock to us and that this is not really what we wanted and yeah. he's not okay he's just kind of it's
0: not he's okay. just kind of
3: in his way so yeah so I
0: don't,
3: know. I, I don't
0: know that it matters I don't know that it affects okay. the kid uh the okay. only way I can see it affecting the kid is if a renter fell and broke their face and sued the owner yeah and your kid ends up with a half million dollar judgment on him yeah. Because your drunk yeah, relative right. fell off the porch and broke their face, you know. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's why I was worried about just repercussions of yeah. my femur. Like, well, it's, it's also the repercussions husband, of your husband,
0: yeah. Yeah. Same thing, yeah, because you guys are, you guys now have a property in your name. And by the way, uh, when the taxes come due, who's paying yeah. the taxes?
3: So this happened in, like, uh, uh, like, October last year. My father-in-law helped us pay the taxes because, again— We still get a tax. Helped you pay the taxes. Yeah, he did. He pays the taxes, so it all comes out of his account. What happens? The rent goes into a checking account he's on, and so the taxes come out of that account. And these people just make
0: up crap, don't they? They
3: do. In all financial steps, this is like it threw us for a loop because, like I said, we're still in baby step two. We're, We're getting out of debt, and this just it gave us a headache.
0: Yeah, it, does, it doesn't cost you anything, but it until somebody sues you, yeah. Or until yeah, the property tax the property know. taxes go unpaid and the, the state of Virginia decides to come after the owner.
3: Yeah, yeah. And because we didn't know if we need a real estate lawyer, and trying to save up for that right now while we're paying off debt is not really that most ideal thing. Yeah. To help get my son off of it, we didn't know if that's what we were supposed to do or what.
0: Hmm. I... No, yeah, eventually. I don't know that there's anything big hurry. I mean, the only thing I can think okay. of is just the liability. It's just, it's just such a toxic family that I don't, I don't yeah. really know how to guard against this level of stupidity. Um, yeah,
3: because the, right, the right, thing to do would have been a trust, like what you talk about, would have been doing it as a trust.
0: Curve. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not even sure any of that needs to happen. But um, I mean, you got, you got broke people in debt. We give them a house, which is a liability instead of a blessing. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't, and yeah. you don't even ask people, but I just kind of tell them whatever you're going to do and then you do it. And so, oh my gosh, it's just wrong. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was my kid, I would get an attorney, a real estate attorney and probably on uh, you're, you're the parent, you are the guardian. You can sign on behalf of a seven year old and sign a quit claim deed back to your husband uh, for the seven year old's interests. So and they, get it out of his name. Yeah. Who are the owners of this okay. deal? Well, is the all of them essentially? No, apparently her husband, your husband, is the only owner, right? uh, and your kid.
3: Yeah. So as of right now, yes, because my father-in-law was the only owner. It uh, was the only owner because his and a quit claim deed is not even a good
0: deed. I mean, that's not all. You're doing is I can give you a quit claim deed on that on that same property because all a quit claim yeah. deed says is I quit claiming whatever interests right. I have, and so you yes. don't you don't even have a good transferable deed. Uh, you're probably going to have trouble when you sell try to sell it someday. So, but yeah, I'd get I'd get the kid's name off of it. It it could just be a a simple, um, you know, your kid does a quit claim to his father now, so now all of, the whole thing is in your husband's name at that point. But I just think you guys got other problems that are way beyond the issue. You're
4: you and I was wondering if they should at. sell the house
0: if it had enough equity in it to help their their situation. Well, they got a relative. Yeah, I mean. That'd be interesting if you're going to put – this family's all about power moves, so um, – if,
2: if he owns it, if her husband owns it, I was wondering, hey, sell it, take the profits, and put
0: it towards Baby Step 2. Solve the whole problem, yes or no? Yeah. I, I'm i not sure you can get – I mean, I'm not sure his title's clean. That's what you're – okay. This is this is It's just, a weird deal. Yeah, this is hillbilly estate planning right here. <laughs> I mean, that's what this is. It's just really, really bad. Okay. So, oh, uh, right. gosh. I just I've seen this my whole life. Uh, everybody around me does stuff like this, and it they just make up stuff right. and think that that it, because in their head this is the way it works. Right, it's actually the way it works, and then mm. then don't don't talk to anybody about it. Just go do whatever the heck you want to do right. to your seven year old grandson without talking to his parents. Oh my God, it's just you know, jeez. So I don't know. I I guess yeah. I guess I would. The first thing you want to do is get a kid's name off of it. Then the second thing you want to do is you want to decide how much you want to stay in it mm-hmm. and whether you want to undo all this or not. Because uh, I'm not sure. this is, It was meant to be a blessing, at least in the old man's head it's a blessing, but I'm not sure it's a blessing. All right, Andrew's in uh, California. Hi, Andrew. What's up?
3: Uh, yes.
1: I was wondering, should I cancel the extended warranty and service contract on my car to get a partial
0: refund to use towards other debts?
3: Yes. Doesn't matter what the vehicle is? Or doesn't matter.
0: Doesn't matter. Extended warranties statistically are 12% of the cost covers the actual probability of the breakdown. The other 88% are marketing fees and commissions and profit to the and extended warranty company. So you have almost no coverage. with it. Extended warranties are a complete screw job.
1: Even if it's from the actual manufacturer?
0: Doesn't change the numbers.
3: Okay. And the service contract as well.
0: Doesn't change the numbers. Got it. Yeah. What you're actually getting for what you're paying is about a dime on the dollar. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, in other words, on average, the things it covers were you to cover them yourself with your emergency fund, you would spend 12 cents out of every dollar to do that. So if on average, uh, if the extended warranty is $1,000, then uh, $120 will cover what it covers on average. Now, on average means some things are high. Some vehicles might have higher. Some might have lower. Your vehicle might have be the one that breaks down, and mine might be the one that gets zero or vice versa. And But the average is going to be $120 per thousand, 12%. That's the coverages, and that's what all the data coming from the auto industry is. So, boys and girls, when you're buying a car, the number one profit center on the car lot is the 12 by 12 room where the finance manager lives. They make more money on putting you into debt and selling the debt contract back to Ford Motor Credit or back to your local bank and putting you into one of these stupid butt extended warranties than they do on the sale of the vehicle. The number two profit center is the garage. Way down the list on the car lot of where they actually make money is the selling of the car. The actual profit on the car, not much. It's the way they get you into finances and into extended warranties and into the garage where they make all their money. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you, For the life insurance, and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800 356 4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Hey guys, we get people that tune into this show every day. You can even answer the questions faster than we can. Well, they fairly, fairly predictable answers. but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. And and you're still stressed out about money. Your money's still not working. How is that? Well, because knowing what to do is way different than actually doing it. I know not to eat a box of chocolate donuts. It's important, though, that I don't do it. Otherwise, I get larger and larger versions of Dave. And the proven way to change your behavior with money is the same thing. It's you have to get plugged into a program. Financial Peace University has helped over 10 million people get out of debt, become wealthy, and change their family trees. The class is the difference between trying to get in shape by yourself or reading a book on fitness versus actually – going for a walk, and backing off from the donuts. Hey, that's why this class has worked for millions. After nine weeks, you'll never handle money the same way again, and you'll make progress faster than ever. Don't just listen to this stuff, this show. Do it. Join a Financial Peace University class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash Financial Peace University, FPU. You, Ryan's in Tampa. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi, David H. Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So my question is, <clears throat> should I sell my house? Should my wife and I sell our house to pay off our debt? Um, and oh.
2: a little bit of backstory is, um, <clears throat> we have we're a family of five, and we're currently living in a two one, and.
5: A two-one?
2: Is that what you said? Two-bedroom, one-bath? Yes, we're in a two-one. So, and we have $83,000 worth of debt, $130,000 in equity. Um, So our thought process is if we sell our house, we need need a bigger house. We've got three kids. So, um, and our thought process is if we sell our house, we can pay off the debt, have enough money for our emergency fund because we're currently in baby step two and then rent for a couple years and just do baby step three B.
0: How long have you been married?
2: Uh, eight, eight years.
0: How long have you been in this house? Three years. How long have you been working this plan, this Ramsey stuff? This Ramsey
3: stuff. I've been Dave-ish for, well, we've been, <laughs> we've been Dave-ish
2: for a couple years.
0: The, no. When did you start actually getting so serious that you're willing to sell
3: your house?
2: Oh, uh, a couple weeks ago.
3: Okay.
5: How much do you guys make a year, Ryan? Uh, eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Okay. Um. Okay. Here, here. I I'm I'm nervous that the reason you want to sell the house is more because you don't like the house, not necessarily to change the behavior to get out of debt. Yeah. So, like, this would be like a Whoa. silver bullet that would just like fix it all. But what I would be worried about, Ryan, is like, have you guys fixed your behavior? Like, have you have you guys created?
0: You, you don't have and a, Felt
5: the sacrifice of new habits, and you
0: don't have that. Track changed record. that course. You don't have the track record of new habits. That's the danger. And if if you wave this magic wand and your debt is gone, and you don't change your beha- your habits and you stay ish, because two whole weeks you've been engaged. I mean, come on, really? I mean, if, if you if that the danger is, is you go back to ish, and then you're going to be a renter. That's broke. Right. So, yes, I would do your plan, but, you know, you and your wife are going to have to put the kids to bed and take each other's hands and look at the other one deeply in the eyes and say, if we don't follow this plan exactly, I'm going to kill you. I mean, really, I mean, we have to do this. It has to get, like, down in your soul, like, ah, because if you if you don't, this is a really bad idea. Because you're gonna get stuck right. in renter land. Right. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. Uh, so mathematically, you do get a better place. I did what you're doing, Sharon, and I did it when uh, Rachel was a kid. We different reasons. We sold a home in uh, up in Nashville. The school system sucked. And we were driving 45 minutes one way twice a day. So several hours on the road to put kids in private schools, several thousand dollars a year per kid. And I'm like, God, this is nuts. I can sell this, move to a different county where the public schools are excellent, rent, clear up everything. And I don't have the drive and I don't have the private school bill. And so that's what we did. But it was part of and so everything worked good, but it's also part of a change. We lived we rented this crappy rental for two years. My wife will still tell you stories about how bad she Kitchen. hated that house. Uh, and then we were able to buy a house. but it was it was part of a plan. It wasn't a trapdoor escape mechanism, and then I didn't deal with the deal with. right. So you you, you mm-hmm. got to promise you. Your wife's got to promise you. Your wife's got to promise her. you got to promise her that that we're going to lean in and stop the foolishness if you go through with this. I like your plan other than that. So Rachel's right. Okay. So, if I give you Financial Peace University to get you guys going, will you promise me both of you watch every stinking lesson, every minute of every lesson, and you have a conversation with the coordinator and with the class and you join the group in Financial Peace? If you promise me you'll do all that, I'll give it to you free.
3: Yes, I do. Absolutely.
0: Okay. And you and your wife. Yeah. Now cuz that if you'll get in that group, you'll join this group of people that give you positive peer pressure to not do stupid or ish anymore. And that's that's what I'm afraid for you because you don't have a track record. If you told me you've been doing this six or eight months and you'd already paid off $30,000 worth of debt, making 80, and you right. guys were on a tight budget and you and your wife were close-knit and unified and we were getting after it, it'd make this call instant
5: Yep, to yep. go do
0: what you're talking about yep.
5: And that's always the danger with, you know, we even get people that get an inheritance or that, you know, some type of large amount of money comes into their possession and they're able, which is a blessing to be able to knock, you know, the dead out. But again, Ryan, like you you're buckling down and, and really promising. And you guys are in a hard season with three little kids, and you know, it's a lot. And so you can't allow the stress of life, the exhaustion that you guys feel to get you back in habit in habits that got you here in the first place. So truly staying the course is what is gonna be it, what's gonna be huge. And, and it's exciting, right? And on the flip side, it's like if that part is true, then you guys are going to be really far ahead in these steps, and you yeah, guys are going to you're you're going to feel a lot of freedom, which is which that, is really great. And,
0: and rent the cheapest thing you can rent that is a bigger, nicer house. It's not a two one with five people. Okay, but don't go rent the Taj Mahal because every dollar you spend on rent is going to slow down your savings for a purchase later. So the house we rented, I just explained to you. My wife was not happy with it. It was not glamorous. It was the only thing it did is meet the goal of getting our other household and getting in the correct county where the kids could be in school system. And uh so that that you know, and we didn't have the private school bill and we didn't have the drive anymore. So we got quality of life, we got money back and and, and you know, our our rent was not that high um even back in the day. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> well back then, you know, when dinosaurs rammed the earth you could get cheap rent. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a process that you're, you're resetting your mind in this thing. And it's just very important that you do this right. So, you know, getting, getting the habit patterns that are, it, 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 you know, I made a comment about donuts earlier and it's exactly true though on that. The, the correlation with fitness is, I mean, fitness is not a one-time event. Yep. It's a daily event. Um, of, of nutrition and caloric intake and calorie burned with exercise. You and know?
5: choices that you make. And choices. With yeah. everything
0: Controlling up. the person in your mirror. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's incremental. People who are vastly successful at their marriage didn't send flowers one time to their wife. They every day, every week do something in their marriage. It's not a singular event. You can't go be a jerk for f- forever and then go on one cruise and she's happy. That's not how this works. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. So let's talk flips for a second. All right. Since um, gymnastics, real estate gymnastics, doing flips is a a big deal. So I did my first flip in 1983.
4: The year before I was born.
0: So that would be 30 years ago, right? Or 40 years Uh, years ago. years ago. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Yeah. The first flip I did, I was so stupid that I thought that everything that was a foreclosure... Was a good buy. That if it said foreclosure, that it must be cheap. Mm. I equated foreclosure with cheap, which sometimes is true.
4: I think most people do.
0: But I bought an, a HUD repo. They used to put them in the newspaper, and you would bid on them. FHA ref, ref, FHA foreclosures, HUD repo, out of the news. You had a newspaper as a bid process. I turned in the bid. I talked a banker into financing one hundred percent of it because I had a real estate degree. I was a real estate guy. <laughs> I knew all about real estate and I was 23 years old. So I was oh a freaking gosh. genius. Okay. And so I bought this house. Um, I knew everything about the house before I bought it. I'd gone through it with a fine tooth comb. Okay. The, um, in those days they used, uh, we, we used, uh, uh copper pipes mm-hmm. for the water supply. And the, co- the house had been sitting empty, and so the copper pipes had frozen and split. And so it was pretty much a sprinkler system mm-hmm. underneath, mm-hmm. Uh, and you had to go through and redo the copper pipes. And I knew how to do that because I'd done renovations work in high school, working wow. for my dad okay. in the real estate business. So I crawled around on my little back under there with a little torch and fixed all of spliced all these pipes, fixed all the pipes, uh, put new carpet in it, went in on the weekends, and Sharon and I repainted it. Okay. And I kept all of my receipts for what I spent and paid myself zero labor. Okay. That's how stupid I was. And we put the house on the market, and it sold in five weeks. So I'm a huge success. Net, 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 when I got done, I added up what we had in it, what we paid for the closing cost, what we paid on the closing cost on the resale. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: What actual, after every dollar is recorded, what actual net profit did I make Eight hundred and forty-two dollars.
4: You're an overnight success.
0: I'm now game on.
4: Can't nobody tell I'm you? Nothing. Obviously
0: good at this, <laughs> which means that I probably paid myself what a dollar an hour yeah. labor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't get paid for the labor. The eight hundred and forty-two oh was with this free labor I had. I had slave labor. Me. <laughs>
4: yeah. You and were my wife. Own.
0: And my wife. Yeah. So wow. we're in there. So that was job one. Okay. okay. The next one. I, I bought, and I thought, well, I'm not buying houses in bad neighborhoods because I don't know anything about all that stuff. I'll get in trouble. But this guy called me up, and he had a house, and he sold it to me for $7,000. And I ran the, what I thought was the estimate, and I had three contractors look at it and give us bids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first contractor wanted a $1,500 deposit up front. Never saw him again. Right. Went to his trailer and knocked on the door in the trailer park trying to get my 1500 wonder i I didn't get shot by the way he had already left and gone to kalamazoo or wherever it is contractors go when they take your 1500 dollars because you're an idiot and you give it to them up front moron yeah and so then i started on the second contractor the third contractor the fourth contractor and uh when i finished with that property it i had already done a whole bunch of other deals by then
4: Mm
0: -hmm. uh like uh Sixty or eighty more deals. Oh my
4: gosh! Uh By the
0: time I finished that property, I ended up only losing fourteen thousand dollars on a house I paid seven thousand for. Four and a half years later.
4: Oh my gosh!
0: This is how dumb I am.
4: So if that wait, if that second house had been your first house,
0: I would have been out of business. Yeah, I would have been Nate.
4: Yeah, you would have been like, I'm never doing this again. My wife
0: would have been going, Yeah. Instead, I. Managed to delay the pain on that one, meanwhile doing a whole bunch of others, and I made a lot of money. Yeah. I made a lot of money. I ended up in my life, I have owned over 2,000 pieces of real estate. I flipped real estate as my job for four years. I was using 90 day notes to fix them and flip them. I made, and I started buying property at 70 cents on the dollar minus repairs. Wow. So a $100,000 property, I buy it for 70 minus the repairs. That mm-hmm. was the formula and that means I bought a lot of foreclosures, a lot of estates. I did some historic rehabs. Mm-hmm. We've done a bazillion deals. I can wow. walk around Nashville and say, I did that house, that house, that house, that house 30, 40 years later.
4: I want to take that tour.
0: And now uh, yeah, you don't want to be in that neighborhood probably, but um, okay, <laughs> some of those neighborhoods are now gentrified, but um, gotcha. Yeah, they've come back a long way from $7,000. Now it's 260 to live on that street and it's a Great property, not really, still in Dodge City. You shoot up and down the street if it's Dodge City, I don't care whether it's gentrified or not. Mm. So, anyway, the uh, you're killing me here, but yeah, so this is this is my real estate career. So, when I get aggravated at the idiots on Tic Tac, it's because I was one of them, yeah. Okay, I was doing the exact same stuff, and I can smell neophyte beginner. A mile away, yeah. Because I was, I was, tw- I was twenty three. I was going to get rich in real estate. I made eight hundred and forty two dollars minus the cost of my labor. I lost fourteen thousand dollars, and then I went on to make money and make money. And I started figuring it out that I had mm-hmm. to, you know, had to, I had to, I had, to I had to be tough with contractors. I had to get with good ones, and I, and I had to have be tough on schedules. Mm-hmm. You had to be finished, mm-hmm. and then you put the house on the market aggressively, and you flip it. You don't keep it, ever. And, uh, you know, not like her, we're not in the rental business. And right. then I, then I ended up buying a bunch of property. I buy packages of houses, and I buy 10 or 20 at once. And they were rental portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I, I lost every bit of that when I went bankrupt in, uh, in, in 1988, five years later, I wow. had now owned, I had $4 million worth of real estate when we went in That's
4: a fast.
0: Went into bankruptcy. Yeah. That's
4: a whirlwind day. It was,
0: I worked all the time and I was really really good at doing deals
4: but i'm saying to but, go from zero to hero or yeah. hero to zero
0: and back Woo. zero to hero to zero <laughs> that's a phd in dumb oh is what goodness. that is yeah And so, but uh, I got a lifetime of learning there and it led me to have a bullcrap meter that is very sensitive to real estate people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, you you know, when you guys are talking about real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, because real estate's real hot right Right. now. It's a popular fad topic again. Everybody wants to do a real estate deal. Everybody wants to do a flip. Everybody wants to own a real estate. Renters will pay your rent. Renters will pay the payment. You don't worry about it. It says people who've never had renters. That's Mm -hmm. a dumb butt statement. OK, let me tell you, let me teach you some words. Chapter 13 mm. bankruptcy for I will pay you when by God I want to. OK, and let me tell you what you can do with a tenant who's in a bankruptcy. Nothing. Wow. You have a stay on you, which is an injunction. A federal court has looked at you like a dog and said, stay. Stay. And as a creditor, if you even call your tenant, you can be held in contempt really? of court. Wow, you I didn't cannot know that. talk to them. You cannot do anything except everything they wish as far as repairs while they pay zero rent. Wow. Because you stay, dog, stay. Yeah, you learn this when you've had a couple of them. So when renters are always they're going to pay the payment and it's a free house and I'm I you know, I I have a jet airplane and you're just an idiot. <laughs> you're just an idiot on t- TikTok. That's what you are. It's unbelievable. Well, here's, so well, real real estate is great, but you there's a people factor with the contractors, there's a people factor with the renters, mm-hmm. there's a people factor when I overestimate how what the uh how, how, how much money i'm going to make i underestimate the contractor or the time it's going to take to run it i i, I think it's going to sell faster than it is because mm-hmm. i'm always a glass half full guy and right before that's when you get your freaking nose bloodied slow down people pay cash for this stuff and run it like a business not like a get rich quick scheme it's your only hope of doing making money in real estate that's, It is not a poor man's game
4: i think that's the part that anybody can take away from this is it would be one thing Dave I feel like if you were sitting here going I tried that real estate thing and this is what happens and it was just like this negative story but then you go on and figure out the best way to do this the smarter way to do it the way that actually works and that's what you're teaching it's not like you're saying stay away from real estate never do it there's just a right and a wrong way to do it
0: I was 24 years old I had a million dollar net worth in 1984 and I made 250,000 dollars that year That's twenty thousand bucks a month in nineteen eighty four. Okay. In nineteen eighty eight my taxable income was six thousand dollars. Wow. All I did was sell property in bankruptcy. This is the Ramsey show.